Hey y'all, welcome back to another podcast episode. Today I will be interviewing Miss Lisa Glenn, who is a school counselor. And we talked about how she got into counseling, um, how she helps students, what students may deal with at home that will affect their mental health and like their overall day and what they carry from home goes into the school and you know things like that. But before we get into the interview, I wanted to talk about doubting yourself because I'm just cut to the chase and stop rambling on. But I got into Howard a couple of days ago, Howard University, and I doubted my acceptance. Like, I thought that I was not going to get into that school at all. And if y'all don't know, Howard's acceptance rate is like 39%, which is, you know, very low. Um, and I remember last year I was looking at their, um, I guess, acceptance day when they were like sending out all their decision letters. And a lot of people like, you know, good people and smart people like me, you know, that good, good grades that um, are in all these activities, do all these other things. They didn't get in. But then a lot of other people who do the same things got in. So it was kind of like a, you know, pick and choose type of situation. But. After that, I was like, dang, Howard is, like, a really hard school to get into. And I just really doubted that I was going to get into that college. And I actually cried when I got in because I had doubted, like, the whole the whole application process, the whole acceptance. I was like, I need to do everything in order for me to get in because I just don't believe I'm going to get in. And I know people be like, well, you got to stay optimistic. You got to blah, blah, blah. I was not optimistic at all. Like, I, of course, I like a little bit of op- optimism, but for the most part, I just really doubted myself and the fact that I would be able to get in because going to a HBCU, it's like everybody is like you. You know, everybody is black. Everybody has done either the same amount or more of activities or clubs that you've been into. Everybody has probably done a sport. They've done this, they've done, they've done that. So I don't want to say it's like you're not special, but it's like, and I also don't want to say you're in competition. I don't want to explain it. It's like other kids are doing either the same amount or as much or what am I trying to say? The same amount or more than you're doing, if that makes sense. So it's like, you kind of have to um take that into consideration when you're applying to these schools and thinking that there are other kids that are going to be like you or going to, I don't want to say be better, but they're going to have all this on their resume that you're not going to have on your resume or application. So I was also really doubting that as well. Also, um, another thing, I was doubting was I've never taken any AP classes only like AP class I took was like in middle school and that was like when um I had kept taking um a math that was a year above my grade level so like I was taking pre-algebra or algebra in um eighth grade when I was supposed to be taking another math or whatever. So I have never really been to an AP class before. So AP classes do get you a long way. I will say that doing AP, doing dual enrollment as well, 
And since I never got that college experience by doing dual enrollment or like the college credits, nor have I had AP credits, I was kind of scared that colleges also weren't going to accept me because a lot of kids out here are taking AP classes. You don't have to take AP classes to feel like you're smart or you're doing better than anybody else. Trust me, those AP kids or people that are in special programs or whatever, they're literally probably doing the same thing that you're doing with just harder work. I promise you, it's not really that deep at all. Like, I know kids at my school that are in programs, we literally take the same classes. I remember freshman year, I was in a class full of, like, all these program kids, and it was only me and, like, two other people who weren't in a program. So it was like, we're taking the same classes. So what is so different from you? Like, I never really understood it. But yeah, that's my little rant about doubting yourself. And don't do it. Because look at me. I go to Howard. Well, I don't go to Howard, but I got into Howard. But I don't know where I'm going to go. We'll talk about that later. But (laughs) thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tell us a little about yourself and how you got into your profession. Hi, everyone. So my name is Lisa Glenn, and I am originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I always had the desire to be a teacher and educator. Um, My dad wanted me to study computer science when I was in college, and I wanted to make my dad happy. So I majored in computer science, and I absolutely hated it. I couldn't stand it. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. I didn't want to sit behind a computer all day. I was more of a people person and I wanted to help others. So this is a life lesson. Do not be a people pleaser. Do what makes you happy. So because I didn't di- I, because I didn't enjoy the major, I didn't do well. And I decided to let my parents know that I was changing my major to elementary education because I always wanted to be a teacher. Um, My dad wasn't happy, but I started to do better. And I knew also I wanted to help students on a deeper level. So I eventually got my master's degree in school counseling. And being a school counselor allows me to help young adults, teenagers manage their mental health and wellness. And I work with them in a variety of ways. I provide individual counseling, group counseling, and even classroom guidance lessons. Okay. In your experience and opinion, what would you say are the main issues at home that affect teens daily? Okay, so teenagers, um, everyone has a lot going on at times. So, and the things that, go on with teens at home can vary because somebody could have issues with their parents, somebody could have issues with their siblings, it just depends. So when I see a lot of teens having issues at home, their issues usually range from maybe um, self-esteem issues, they have anger management issues, and a lot of times they tend to bring those issues into the schoolhouse. So because of that, you know, as a school counselor, I'm constantly trying to help them figure out things that um, may happen to deal with body image, helping them learn, helping them learn how to do problem solving, all of those kinds of things, because they, they're not understanding a lot of times how to manage this. So it's my job to help them manage that.
If I, as a teen in high school, am experiencing depression or anxiety, what advice would you give me to help start the process of becoming more aware of my mental health? Okay, so well, first of all, I would want to know what's causing the anxiety or depression. So um, I would try to help the student navigate, help them communicate exactly what's going on and why they feel the way that they're feeling. And then we could possibly create an action plan that's gonna help address the anxiety or depression. However, I just need to let you know that school counselors deal with um, developmental counseling. Mm -hmm. So that's counseling where it just depends on a person's age and things that they may be going through or should be going through around that age. When you have students that have something deeper going on, maybe like depression, because depression is something that happens over a period of time. It's just not, you know, you may have a bad day every now and then, or you may feel sad every now and then. Depression is something that goes on for a while and it doesn't get better. So if a student is feeling like that, then what a school counselor would do is that we will refer them out to an outside source, to a therapist who's trained in diagnosing and working with individuals who might be depressed. So, you know, so my job is, you know, try to help in what I can help on. However, if I know that the student needs to see a therapist, I will refer them to a therapist. So this it's not off topic, but it's kind of on topic. So today we had like multiple fights at school mm -hmm. and, and um, our principal sent out an email telling how there were several altercations and um, they were telling people some resources on um, wh where students could go to settle things in a peaceful manner. So we have peer mediation, professional school counselors, crisis intervention specialists, a student advocate and a grade level administrator. But we also have a psychologist at school and nobody rarely talks about her. So wouldn't that be another person that will probably help? And you know what? That's a great question. That's an excellent question, Jordan. So it just depends because in Prince George's County, um, psychologists mainly do testing. So it just depends. They don't necessarily always um, counsel students. In Charles County, so right now, I used to work in Charles, excuse me, Prince George's, now I work in Charles County. Our school counselor would definitely be a resource for a situation like that. She does do some testing, but she doesn't do mainly testing. So she does counseling and, and she does things like I just mentioned, she works on a deeper level of maybe somebody who's depressed or somebody that has anxiety or Sometimes she has to refer out too. So it just depends on the school system. It depends on um, the need of the school. Um, maybe if no one else is available, the, the, the administrators may reach out to a psychologist, but it just depends. But yes, a psychologist is trained in that area and should be able to help in those situations. Because a lot of the counselors at my school I know are mainly focused on academics, as in this transcripts, making sure you're on the track to graduate, which is good, we're supposed to counsel, supposed to be doing, but when I hear counselor, I always think of more than that, like 
emotional. And I, I wish it would change. I know some schools that have counselors that are very great and you get to go in and talk to them, but my school, it's not really like that. <laughs> and see, um, I'm glad you said that because um, counselors, we, we work with the whole student. We work, we do work with the academics. We do work with transcripts and things of that sort, but we also work with the mental health as well. So I'm just wondering if, um, do any students reach out to the counselors for their mental health, for mental health issues? And also um, a lot of high school counselors, um, they do, um, they may focus on a lot of transcripts and and college essay writing and things like that, but they are trained in mental health as well. So I'm sure if someone went to a high school counselor and they stated that they were, um, you know, they had anxiety issues or they were having some self-esteem issues, I'm sure that counselor would work with that student. Now, I can't speak on the specific counselors in your school, but they are, if they are a school counselor, they are trained in the the mental health aspect, and they're also trained in the, um, the academic part portion as well. The term self-care has become more visible and prevalent in our communities. What methods of self-care can you suggest for teens to help them to better manage their lives? Um, okay, so great question. I love self-care questions. So self-care looks different for many people. For example, um, self-care for me could be what I just finished doing. I was working out. So that's a self-care for me where someone else would say, oh, I would not be doing uh, working out for self-care. Um, getting a massage is another form of self-care. That's something for me. For somebody else, it could be reading a book or just being in a quiet place or getting more space or excuse me, getting more sleep. So self-care is something that you enjoy doing for yourself. That's important to know what you enjoy doing for yourself. So for example, for a teenager, if I wanted to know what type of self-care would be good for them, I would start off by giving them a self-care needs assessment. So that's a needs assessment that I've developed where it has a series of questions about just say self-care and they could, what they do is they will read the question and then they will rate the question in order. Like I like this the most um, all the way to, I like this the least. And then if there were some self-care items on there that the students did not like, um, and they wanted to add their own, I would give them the option to add their own. But um, it's, so I can't really say self-care for teens is this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Self-care for teens or for anyone is anything that you enjoy doing for yourself. And it's important to have self-care because self-care will help you clear your mind. Self-care can give you peace. So for example, Jordan, if I asked you, what does self-care look like to you? What would you say? Getting my hair done. <laughs> okay, so exactly. So it could self-care for somebody else could be getting their hair done, getting their nails done, getting a pet. Oh, pet I love pedicures. So that's a form of self-care for me. So something that you like, something that makes you feel good. So I can't really say teenagers like this for self-care. It just depends on the person. Mm -hmm. 
Can you recommend any apps, podcasts, or other resources to help teens who may be struggling with depression or anxiety? Okay, so there are so many different mental health apps out there, podcasts, resources. Um, You really have to do the work and do some research. Um, As far as apps, there are some free apps and there are some apps that have a cost. Um, Some apps may have a a free trial period at first and then have a cost. So always be cognizant if you're going to download an app to see if there's a free trial period and then they're going to ask for some sort of payment. Um, YouTube has lots of videos that address mental health, anxiety, and even depression. So um, it's good to go on there and just put in the, you know, the search bar, whatever you're looking for. So um, I'm just going to give you some examples of some free apps. So some examples are, it's an app called Smiling Minds. That's a meditation app that uses mindfulness to boost calmness, contentment, and clarity. So when you think of mindfulness, um, mindfulness is something that you can do to help manage stress, anxiety, and it improves your all around health. It may be in the form of maybe focusing on a certain object, maybe meditating, things of that sort. There's another app called Dreamy Kid, and that this app offers meditations, guided guided visualizations, and affirmations for children and teens. So an example of guided visualization is someone may say, close your eyes. I want you to imagine yourself walking down a path and there's flowers on each side of you. And then you see this big, beautiful home. So they want you to guide, they guide you through some type of scenario where it's going to, it should give you peace as you're listening and as you're focusing with your eyes closed, if that makes sense. Um, Another app is called Headspace, which is free. And that's for, that also has different meditations. Um, The Calm app, um, a lot of times people um, download the Calm app. Now, the Calm app actually starts off free, but then you have to pay. But the Calm app will have things like um, different music you can listen to, different meditations, things that will calm you down, things that will help you sleep. Um, So it's so many different things out there. But as far as resources, um, there are a lot of different things that can help with um, calming you down, giving you peace, coloring books. There are coloring apps out there. Um, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I used to love to color and color is just so relaxing to me. So if somebody even doesn't want to, if they don't want to download the app, what they can do is go to like Walmart or Target or the dollar store and get coloring books and crayons and markers and just listen to some music and color. Yoga. Yoga is an activity that helps you with mindfulness. It helps you focus. It helps you with guided visualization. And there are a lot of YouTube videos that have yoga for teens. Um, And also it can help you be in good shape. (laughs) So there are so many different activities, Jordan, and resources that help address having a healthy mental health. 
And I always, always encourage teens to reach out. Don't be afraid or embarrassed to ask for help. I did do a survey and um, I had asked people to put questions. These are questions from teens. You probably already touched base on this, but one of them said, what's the best way to handle or deal with stress? And I kind of, yeah, I think I did touch base on that. So it just depends on the person. Um, find out what's stressing you out. That's the first thing. Find out what's stressing you out and then try to come up with a plan to eliminate the stress. Um, there are different, like I said, different activities, different resources out there. Talk to your counselor, talk to someone that you trust, um, do things that's going to help you be less stressed. Um, a lot of times people are stressed because they're so overwhelmed. They're not organized. So try to find methods that's going to keep you organized where, um, you, I'm trying to find the best way. So where you're, 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 you're not in a situation where it's, it's, things are just piling up, learn how to simplify things in your life. So that's my answer. Right. That is all I have for you. Is there anything else you would like to add? I just want to say, I'm just, thankful that you reached out because this is a perfect topic in this day and age, especially in this COVID environment. People, um, they're, 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 they're either stressed out because they can't go, they can't do the things they used to do. They can't go to places they used to go. Um, you know, they're uncertain about, you know, if they are, if somebody is sick or not sick and they don't want to get sick. So it's messing with a lot of mental health is messing with people's minds. So I'm so glad you reached out because this topic is extremely important, but please let your viewers know that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to want to get help. The smart thing is to get help. The smart thing is to talk to a counselor or to a therapist. Don't ever think that um, you should not, you should all, that should be the first thing that you want to do. And as soon as you start feeling anxious, or you think that you're depressed, seek help ASAP. So that's what I want to say. Well, thank you so much. I'm really grateful that you got to come on here today. It was very helpful. Well, thank you. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. And call me anytime. I'm always willing to talk about mental health. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Bye. Bye.